Hebrews 12.1 says we are surrounded by witnesses and that we should cast off sin and obstacles that keep us from God. We are to run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is Cross Training. Building your faith to not only carry the cross of Christ, but to get up when you fall and run toward the finish line. Faith-filled business leaders and individuals share their testimony to inspire your journey. Now here's your host for Cross Training, David Anderson. Today we have a very special guest, Jerry Christopher. And many people know him by his famous band, Bag of Donuts, which you've had how long, John? Celebrating 35 years this year. Wow. Yep. Same guys, pretty much. And I'm going to tell you, this guy graduated from Brother Martin 10 years behind me at De La Salle, but he looks like he's uh, just got out of college or something. So he must have some special energy drink that he drinks uh, because he's a, a prolific insurance man by day and one of the great sponsors of Catholic Community Media. And his schedule for the weekend is just ridiculous on how much he plays, how many gigs he plays, and the organizational skill set it takes to manage your very complicated life. Uh, so without further ado, I'd like to say uh, welcome. To Thanks for Cross having me, David. Yeah, great meeting you here. And um, why don't you start with uh, telling us a little about uh, where you are in your faith life and how it bleeds into your insurance and your music uh so i'm i'm pretty much a revert you know i've born catholic catholic schools but i left the faith pretty early like maybe fifth sixth grade there was a little scandal in our parish i quit being an altar server and then when i went to high school went to brother martin um as i have to interrupt and yeah. say i'm sorry being I went to De La Salle. Had I known you, I could have gotten you into De La Salle. <laughs> uh, so this, this uh, one really bit of information came to me through a confession nearly 30 years later, uh, but I had this image of Brother Nick, his short brother of the Sacred Heart. And uh, I was always a good boy, so I, never, I was never in trouble. And I got called into the guidance counselor's office and uh, I thought I was in trouble, but he just wanted to meet all the new students. And he just had one thing to, to, to ask me. He says, do you go to Mass on Sunday with your family? And at that time, I, I was, you know, I was still living at home. I mean, you know, uh, even though I wasn't an altar server, I would still get drugged to church, you know. And he said, well, whatever you do, you're, you're, you're in high school, uh, you know, you're going to be in college in a few years. Uh, you're going to have a lot of a lot of distractions. Just make sure you always go to Mass on Sunday, no matter how you're feeling, if you're not getting anything out of it. You know, so I found Mass boring. I found I was never getting anything out of it. So uh, I really didn't go. Once I got my car, you know, we could drive at 15 back then. So sophomore yes, year, yes, yes. I had to get a job. So I worked on Sunday. You know, I could tell that little fib. Yeah, I went to Mass, you know. Parents said, "What was the gospel?" I said, "Well, we, I asked them. <laughs> they, you know, you remember, yeah." But uh, <clears throat> so that was back then. Uh, you know, where I'm at now. Uh, for the last, when I came back to the faith in 2006, really fully, uh, it's a little bit of a journey. Say so 2005, right before Katrina, I was welcomed back. But for me, it really stuck about a year later. Um, now, you know, I try to practice. Uh, what led, what led to that in 2005 and six? So 2005, you know, it was, it was the beginning of my new fiscal year in, in, my, in my insurance practice. And uh, I was heading in the wrong direction for, you know, not to say, I, you know, I made club, I made all the, you know, I did all the right things, but it just wasn't fulfilling. And uh, it feels like I was sliding. I just said, I knew I had to go back to confession. Really? Yeah. I was just, it was just too long. Too long. I mean, I could, I could tell you my lifestyle, but that, that would be for no. the Dr. Phil show. Um, <laughs> Not for Catholic or, or, or Oprah. But uh, yeah, I, I knew it was, it was time to, to return. And it was, it was half-hearted, but it was enough to get welcomed back and, you know, start going to Mass again on Sundays. 
Um, but then it was a year later going through the annulment process. Oh, my. And then doing like a real, real confession uh, just in the sacrament because all that stuff had come out. You know, I was lied to over and over about it costs money. Don't do, you know, you, you don't need to go do this annulment. What are you, what are you worried about that for? Um, but isn't it I a just, great I, process? Yeah. I, I went through yeah. it and, uh, it's a, it's a very cathartic process that really brings you way into the faith. You have to do a lot of writing, rewriting. It took three yeah. different times for me and Father Joe Kraft worked with me one on one. And we got this document finally through the tribunal after three tries and got it done. And it was just a beautiful period, and it didn't do any harm to my son. Right. Actually, it's it's much better for him because he sees where I am, and I don't push. But, you know, there's a little, a little lean in there just going through that process. Uh, I applaud you for doing it. Uh, having done it myself, I understand. Yeah, and uh, when, you know, the first marriage, really it's not the first marriage because it's an old, but yes. for the sake of, you know, telling the story, we appeared to uh, the priest we went to. He, you know, took one look at me, and this was, I was, nine, I was 20 years old. I had hair down to the middle of my back, earrings in my ear. Nice. You know, I'm in a band. And we're doing, we're doing well. I was, I was a good boy. I just had the, I had the rock star look, right? Uh, this is you before. still have the rock star look <laughs> with the hair and everything. So I didn't like that. He thought we weren't ready to get married. So we went to a justice of the peace, and then a year later, we were able to. You know, get that married blessed. So it was like a almost like a loophole to skip the pre cana and all the right, stuff right, that right. Uh, I didn't feel like doing. I'm like, I'm not even going to mass Christmas and Easter. Smart, smart. You know, I was like, why well, would? You know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a priority. And he uh, he actually ended up doing the annulment. So how about that? That priest. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's funny how those things work, huh? So you had some wisdom there, but uh, you come back and correct it if you have time. That's why uh, we only have so much time. Don't wait. Don't wait. And I was pushing it off and pushing it off. I could, my, my, my parents were encouraging me. Um, again, I, but I didn't, I didn't see the need because I wasn't practicing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I had all these lies about it that I – that I thought it was going to be expensive. Yes, everything. You know, cost nothing. Yes, didn't cost anything. Cost I mean, nothing. they ask for, they ask, they tell you what the the price is as far as like expenses, but not required. But you're not required, you know. But you can do it. You can do it. Right. And if not, no, right. it wasn't it impacts timeline zero. Right. But it is a process, and uh, it's a good process. When I went through it, um, I was just at that point. I'd been listening to. to Catholic community radio for a long time and I said uh, let's get you know I'm going to go through this process and we're going to actually get married in the church and it was uh, probably one of the better things I've done mm -hmm. for myself in my whole life and uh, I would advise anyone who's on that fence to go ahead and do it it's, it's an arduous process but it makes you think about where you've been and where you want to be Mm -hmm. uh, and especially where you want to be after this life. Mm -hmm. And uh, going back with confession, where that led you to it, that's another one. Well, you want a, a good hot shower after working out. Yeah. Uh, that's what a confession feels like. Uh, and, a lot of people don't go. Well, a lot of people do certainly encourage everyone to. It's a great spiritual hot shower. Well, the, the the minimum is once a year, right? What's okay? Once a year, that seems very minimum. Um, and of course, you know, you you draw strength from the sacrament. So I would encourage. At the beginning, when I came back, I had to go once a week. You know, <laughs> I, I knew I had to go, and I had to have a confessor that's going to hold me accountable. Uh, you know, but that's that's years ago. So you don't skip around to confessors yeah. so they don't recognize no, your voice? No, I mean— yeah. You actually do a real one where you go to the same confessor. 
And you're able to draw strength and, uh, sure. you know, the confession changes, the whammies start going and dis- disappearing. And I'm not you saying know, I go to confess it, confess it, so they don't recognize my voice. <laughs> but <laughs> that's funny. Well, you're listening to uh, David Anderson, host of Cross Training, and we're on Catholic Community Radio, and we have a very special guest in here, Jerry Christopher. Tell us about how he kind of made his way back into the faith, and uh, he's a fascinating individual. If you don't mind, tell us about a little about the band. That's so exciting. I've heard him play. They've been a, a staple in this market for 30 years, 25 years. Yeah. So my music career really began, you know, in high school, I, 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 junior year. We convinced the fab was on student council, and I really just wanted, I wanted to impress my girlfriend, who ended up being, you know, it we ended up getting married, right, <laughs> having a child together, and uh, I just wanted him. That was that was my whole goal, and I convinced the faculty to have a battle of the bands because I had other friends that uh, had instruments and had bands of their own, and we couldn't play anywhere. We're playing in garages, right, right. you know. We want to play in front of people, uh, so we 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 did that, but. Growing up, my dad had— Did you win? No, no. My, my, my band didn't win. But the nucleus of—you have bands like uh, Bucktown All-Stars, which you've probably heard of. Of course. Um, Chiwi Guys. They were yes. they had Molly Ringwald folks. I mean, oh, all, yeah. Wow. We were all—so we were all kind of around. Nucleus of these bands were, were together. Different names, but the same guys. And uh, But my father is still a full-time musician— and uh, so I grew, kind of grew up with a guitar in my, in my hand. I watch him practice, and I'm, you know, I'm diapers with my fake guitar, and it just it looked it looked like fun, you know. Uh, but then, in, once you start getting older, you know, you you want to play rock and roll. And Was now, your father a professional musician? Still is. Oh, oh yeah, still is. Plays you know hundreds of shows a year. He's oh, now wow. he's dialed, he's more dialed in. Now, with the, uh, I would say, New Orleans tourism. So, however tourism. Which is a big segment. Yeah, yeah. However tourism is going, that's what he's doing because he's playing the conventions and, and things like that. What instrument? Guitar, banjo, if it's a Dixieland gig. And, you know, he's, he's, I think he's having his midlife crisis now in his 70s because he just started playing drums. Nice. <laughs> so Nice. Uh, we just had a tour of the music department over here. It's uh, very impressive, isn't it? Yes, beautiful. Oh, how'd you like to learn uh, from engineering to sound production to the whole gamut of media? Right here on this floor, it is. It's very, very, very nice. I picked up all my stuff on the streets. True New Orleans <laughs> musician, yeah, you know. Uh, so you've been. Having this very successful band, y'all play weddings, graduations, yeah, bar mitzvahs, everything. <laughs> yeah, um, and this is your band. So I, you know, there's, there's I have three other, yeah, I have three other partners uh, in the in the group that we've been together since that first wow. gig at, in 1988, like the Beatles, yeah. Uh, the Battle of the Bands. Brother this Martin is the same group from the Battle of the Bands at Brother Martin? Same. So different. Same, all those guys were there. We were in different different bands. Gotcha. But we kind of formed together. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. And then, you know, in college, we were at any SEC school, we were pretty much the Top drawing band on campus. So I've got. To, I went to school in Auburn, Alabama, Florida. You know, uh, Florida State, Clemson. We even went up to Washington and Lee a few times in uh, Virginia. You know, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, of course LSU. And y'all and played the college. We circuit. played the, the frat parties. Yeah. Wow, I participated in those on the other yeah. end. They were a <laughs> lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, if a group had a big name band and just started rocking the house. That's where we got our start. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I remember uh, we were talking earlier where I saw you play uh, at a Mardi- Toth Mardi Gras parade 
uh, party. You know, lots of those going on all around Uptown, and y'all were playing on Exposition uh, in the park. And I was like, wow, this band is really good. And as we were talking, we realized that was like 25 that's years long, ago. A long, <laughs> long time ago. But I remember it. Yeah, me too. I remember that show. Me too. It's impressive that you can still get up there, do all that. You you could do two to three gigs a weekend. I mean, we do more. Yeah, More than that? So... The bag of donuts is playing about that. And actually, coming out of COVID, I've kind of backed off a little bit. So um, I'm probably playing half, maybe even less than half of the, the shows. But of course, now I picked up some gigs with my dad, which is great. You know, so it's during the week and it's in town. The don't, you know, donuts travel a good bit. Um, I pl- uh, in 2017, I started playing with the New Orleans Civic Symphony because I wanted to, you know, get uh, back into. Classical music. I love, and uh, I study so once a week with a, you know, uh, Paul Mackers, who is with the LPO, and he's actually a professor here at Loyola in the bass program. And you know, I take private lessons from him once a week. I think you need a coach, no matter what, you know. You know, I was surprised to hear you tell me that earlier, yeah. but I guess it's like uh, any professional athlete. Drew Brees has a coach. They all, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Uh, so it, when you told me you had private lessons, I immediately thought, why is this guy? But it makes sense uh, that you just want to get better and better. And, he, and he's encouraging me to, you know, to, to to go travel and, you know, take lessons from, you know, some of these other big name guys. He said, just take one. You know, uh, so he's even encouraging me just to learn from new because you can learn. Iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another. Amen. That, Amen. Uh, well, that's what we try to do here. It works in your spiritual life, your business career, and all of it. And you told me a little about uh, you know the format of the show. We often talk about things that made us get more spiritual, develop our faith more. And you told me of an incident where your um, grandson – which astounds me to sit across from you that you have a grandson. I've got a 15-year-old daughter at Dominican, and you're telling me uh, about your grandson who passed away with Edwards syndrome, which is a more severe case of uh, Down syndrome, but how that little rascal brought the family together so strongly in – and they were advising you to terminate the, or your uh, daughter-in-law to terminate the pregnancy, and they said no. And what mm-hmm. was what was his name? Declan. Declan. Declan Jude. Declan Jude. What a cute name. Yeah. Um, he was with us a very short time. Um, we knew that God would keep him here as long as we needed him. He needed us. That was where our faith was. Our faith was more. We didn't have faith with the doctor saying that, you know, he's not going to even be born. Um, that that was what the doctor said. And uh, he came home, you know, after maybe three or four months of being in NICU. And uh, we had him for two and a half years. Um, he was joyful, and he brought, the, he brought the family together. He went to Disney. We had him at Disney. Oh, he, was nice. the, he was the MVP. He got, he got us in all uh, special access, you know. Wow. Uh, and he... he, he, he yeah, and uh, it was it was all of a sudden, you know, we we knew he he, he would have a short life expectancy. That was, uh, you know, but we I guess we all thought he because he was doing so well that he would be, you know, we'd, we'd see him grow up to become a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, did they do the testing? We, we have a saint in the oh, family. We have a saint. Beautiful. Did did they do the testing? Uh, and and the parents knew that this baby was going to have uh, this special need. They did the t- yeah they did testing, um, and they didn't you know it wasn't a hundred percent certain, but it it, it indicated that it's, it's a strong possibility. And this your 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 children went forward and said no we're going to have this baby yeah oh, that's incredible it doesn't, is it, yeah to them it it's you know. Uh, that's beautiful. Their, their child. Yeah. You know, it's our, you know, it's our child. When we were, uh, when my wife was pregnant, I guess 16 years ago, and uh, they wanted to do, we said, we don't need the test. 
Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, and my wife was very bold on that, and I was so proud of her when she said that. Uh, so y'all had the baby. You bring this baby home, and just everyone is attracted and coming into the home and sharing this beautiful little Declan's mm-hmm. life. Oh. And uh, was Father Kraft involved in any of that? time um yeah so was he at the, at the at his you know his funeral which could have been his ex his you know memorial mass uh, yes um or a solemnity mass rather because we right. we know he's a saint uh i think father there was an army of sem- of priests from the seminary because my stepson's uh he's first year theology at the Notre Dame, and who I know, he, he was in my men's group that he, we meet we on just, Friday. We just discovered that up yeah. before we uh, went live here that that you know him. Um, so yeah, so I, Father Joe was probably yeah. probably there because uh, there was there was a lot of a lot of priests, and we were just what a testament and uh, what a witness it was for. Uh, and that's our family. Brent, the seminarian. Brent, yeah, uh, Brent Barrios. That's his sister. Yes. That uh, had that baby, wow, that's that's something else. Um, again, this is David Anderson, host of Cross Training. We have a very special guest, Jerry Christopher, who uh, has the band uh, Bag of Donuts. Is uh, part of that great group, but also does insurance. And listening to Jerry's schedule. And he operates the payroll for the band and the booking and all of the management side and then manages his own business on the insurance side. If you don't mind, just tell us a little about the insurance business. Yeah. It's, it's all teamwork, it's, uh, teamwork, you know, so I get, get some help from other guys in the band. That, uh, and then uh, I have, even though I'm aggressively independent on my own, I did uh, – Start off at New York Life, was over there for 10 years, and um, and then went out on my own. And I partnered up with some other, I've had relationships with uh, some agents that have continued, and they have left. And uh, so it, it, it does sound like a lot. Yes, I nev- it does. I, I never take on more than I can chew, you know. And um, you know that whole yoke is easy, uh, burden light kind of, that passage, which um, – Sometimes I'm like, man, when does this? It does feel like it's it's a lot, and that's an indication where, hey, I got to step back, get rid of the noise, go into prayer. You know, um, adoration is a big part of my spiritual game plan. Where do you go, Saint Christopher? Uh, Saint Clement. Saint Clement. Our, our parish has it. Yeah. Um, you know, is that a twenty-four hour? It's a twenty-four hour. Wow, that's you know, wonderful. So daily mass, all the, all this spiritual game plan stuff that. Uh, when I came back to the faith that I've kind of put into place, I mean, I got I got that from being a a business, you know, you know, if you want to be successful in business, you put a plan, you you know, put a plan together. So you plan put your a work, spiritual? work your plan, and I put a I put a spiritual game plan together. Yeah, that's kind of modeled. And this was in two thousand, like I said, when I came back in two thousand six. Is that something you went to Google and found a plan? And no, I just or you just yeah. put it together yourself. Well, we knew this stuff when we were, you know. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get any more simple than Brother Nick go to mass, and we learned this. What do you do? You have to go to confession to be in a state of grace to go to mass. I mean, we learned that it's it's at uh, in second grade. But not a lot of people actually put it into practice. Uh, it, it took me a long time. Yeah, as well. oh, well, 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 you know. Most it, of us are in that transition phase, you know, trying to lean into it, and then finally, your lean becomes your walk, mm-hmm. and uh, it sounds like you're there. But uh, like I said, when I came back, leaving the chantry after that annulment, the very next day, you know, I started going. I, I didn't even go straight home. I went. I went to a bank, opened up a travel gift account, and I said, first thing I'm going to do is. If I'm going to trust Jesus, I'm going to trust him with my money because, you know, any insurance and financial services, I'm dealing with dealing with money. So I said, I'm going to trust him with my money. And I started tithing regularly, you know, which we're supposed to do. I've heard that before, you know, 
maybe I send an envelope once in a while to some place, but there was no prayer about it. There was no... There's no discipline. Yeah, there was no looking for organizations doing the Lord's work that we need to support, like Catholic Community Radio. Amen, amen. And that's how I'm a supporter uh, of this fine program and uh, station. But so that was something just, it just popped in. You know, I knew that was a nudge from the Holy Spirit. Went and did that. The next day I started going to Mass every day I started, and, and getting an adoration. I started playing music at church in the music ministry. So all that kind of happened once. So I can't say I just no, it's a s- gradual. took a pen and said, let me do this, 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 and this. But, but you did take the initial step of opening an account. It was, the, it was immediate. I mean, I, I felt so much joy and love and I felt all that mercy that, that it was real. Mm-hmm. Like this is truly an, a, 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 you know, it's a big an encounter uh, that I had to change. I couldn't go back to, I didn't want to go back. And uh, I went on this path and it's. Uh, I would imagine being on the road as a rock star uh, because if you're playing these gigs, that whole band, I mean, everybody in the in the crowd, you are the rock star. Whether it's Mick Jagger or Jerry Christopher, you're on the stage and you're making people groove and happy. And uh, well, I want them to see Jesus, you know. And that's kind of weird because I got a mask on, and uh, and sometimes I don't always, you know, do the the uh, the yeah. I guess it would say bear the great witness, but I'm. I want to, you know, I want, I, I, I really want to, and um, yeah. So once I started going down that path, there was no, there was no looking back. And it's amazing how once you take those steps on that path of just committing yourself, your worry level goes down so much. You, it's, uh, it's really amazing I agree. that you just say, "Hey, I'm just going to turn this one over," and you know, I, I've created a bank. So I and, and that bank, uh, as we say in New Orleans, ain't there no more. Mm. There's a lot of anguish from starting to finishing, and to be able to just turn it over and say, "I'm not. I don't have to worry about this. Mm-hmm. It's not in my hands. I'm not at the steering wheel. I'm in the back seat." Uh, sometimes you think, and maybe your back seat driver saying, uh, "Left, left, left," and still going straight or taking a right, uh, and to trust it. To trust it, just to say. I would say to anybody, um, you know, and I, I'm not a health and wellness, uh, prosperity gospel. You know, you hear all that stuff. We don't. I don't think we get enough about tithing in in uh, in homilies and, and and maybe once a year if that comes up. But I would challenge anybody if you really want to say, Jesus, I trust in you. Uh, start with your finances. See what happens. Hmm. I, I do it through my own parish, and then I do it sporadically to people in need. But I've never ma- really made a game plan with it as far as this is what our finances are going to look like, and this is the piece that's going there. Mm-hmm. I think I will uh, take that direction from you. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you're right. That's, it's, it's putting your uh, checkbook where your heart is and where your faith is. and. There is a lot of joy in giving, you know. Oh, and, most and certainly. It's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll share with you a a uh, a letter I got yesterday, just a, a note yesterday. Um, it was a, a uh, I guess I, we don't have to tell schools or names or, par- or parishes. Oh, or something, say them because but, people love hearing them. You know, <laughs> it was on the Gulf Coast. It wasn't in Louisiana. That's right. But there was a mix up. And we were going to play a fundraiser. Now we still get paid for fundraisers, but we give them, we, you know, give them friends and family kind of deals for the band, um, especially if they're connected to us. Well, they messed up, and they 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 booked us and um, sent a contract. Never sent a deposit, but I had a contract in, and I call advance it the week of. So yeah, we'll see uh, see you Saturday night. And said, oh, we canceled. I said. Well, I'd ever if someone cancels, I'll send a cancellation agreement. This way, we have the paper trail saying we can get released. If there's deposits, how we're going to handle refunds or whatever. Well, we're dealing like four days away. I got guys that count on this or counting on this job this week. They didn't take another gig. They didn't take another gig. One. What do you do? So um, 
we, we, we reached a mutual agreement that was fair. Both parties were happy with the compensation. You know, and I, but I personally, I wanted to make that right, and I support, I support this group anyway. So uh, wrote a wrote a little letter, sent it to you know that that organization with just something to help reimburse it. You know, not expected. They weren't expected, and I got a very uh, the letter I got back that they received it. I mean, just it just it uplifted me that. I didn't know that they were having a, a struggle with this and, and the embarrassment that, that they had. And he said, man, you, you just made my day. You, um, and that made my day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, said, and I had to just keep doing the Lord's work and doing the right thing. And um, that was a big a big thing that I received. And, you know, I just, just I, f- I felt like I was robbing these guys, right? Because we didn't play. Right. But it was the right thing. I have to make this payroll. And um, yeah, wow, wow, wow! You never know the stuff you do out of kindness for other people, particularly if they're in a difficult situation, and you helped make it. I would imagine this was a religious organization, anyway. Uh, but you helped charge them that that good spirit is out there, and they were able to go share it a little bit more, probably a lot more. Of, of developing other people's faith. That was just, you know, listening, discerning, and uh, and then acting. Yep. And that's what's so great about Catholic community media today. You know, it's hard to get people just into church to hear the word. Uh, but on the radio, there are a lot of people that are out there that, that listen, like you and I, yep. and help us steer us back into uh a religious life, and it's so wonderful and comforting to have that joy. Uh, you can't just go tell people, hey, you know, go back to church, and you'll feel this joy. I know, and it should be, it, it's not that easy. I mean, I, have, I went kicking and screaming through it. I mean, kick, literally kicking and screaming to do this annulment thing. Now, if you ask me, Brother Nick, if, uh, if he was still alive, called me into his office and asked me if I, went to, if I go to Mass— you know, he, I would tell him it is the least boring part of my day. It is the biggest and uh, anything but boring part of the day. Right. Uh, the thing I look forward to the most yes. of the day and during the week. And then uh, you know, you know, daily mass is a little different. Then you get Sunday, you know, and you got the whole big thing. And then, uh, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll go twice on Sunday if, if, if my wife wants me to go in the pew with the family or whatever. But I still want to go play. You know, I still want to participate in the music ministry. Um, I just can't describe. You, you can't I understand it. A guy told me one time, way before I was on the path I am now, and it just stuck with me, just like Father Nick with you, he told me. Uh, I said, I, we're talking about going to Mass. I was probably in my early 30s, and he said, I go to Mass. It's, it's free therapy. <laughs> Everyone wants you to go to this or that, the other thing. He said, I go to Mass, and I listen, and it's the most therapeutic hour of my week. And uh, once you get to that point where you want to hear more, and wow, you look forward to a great homily, and you leave refreshed, Mm -hmm. uh, ready to go take on your own personal challenges with that comfort. It's not insurmountable for me. Uh, We'll make it happen. Father Jody, at, uh, he's the vicar at St. Clement, he, he said something that stuck with me uh, about this, you know, just about the richness of the faith and all that we have. And he says, it's like, it's like you, you've won the lottery, you know, you have, the, you have just won the lottery, you're going to your dinner, and you have this great dinner and all your friends are around, and then you, uh, you leave, but the check from the lottery was under your plate and you didn't take it with you. He's kind of explained like that is how much we have in the uh, the the fullness of the fullness of of the faith and all the all the sacraments we have that you know. Um, I love the sacraments. I love yeah. the incense. I love the candles. I love the rituals that are two thousand years old. Uh, there's something to be said. We get a lot of negative about our faith and. But if you dig into it, and yeah. these gospels that were written 
40, 60 years after the death of Christ, if we were to look at any book written on World War II by a World War II veteran that was there, you'd take it for gospel, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. and there would be no challenge. This guy saw it. He was there. The gospels are the same thing. We're just 2,000 years old. Uh, I love when you look up, you know, I was having a conversation with a Protestant friend of mine, and he says, I said, well, you're pretty tech savvy. Google who founded the Catholic Church. And, you know, it's a really interesting search. Uh, if you're listening, do it yourself. And, it, you know, the Catholic Church was founded by Jesus Christ. It wasn't founded by Martin Luther mm-hmm. or, you know, some guy out in Denham Springs with the new church. And uh, so although we may have rocky roads, just yeah. like our own personal lives, I don't think – uh, we're going to have the problem of losing the Catholic Church. No, I, it, it's and it's I, impossible to me to believe that because of who founded it. I love hanging out with the the uh, anybody that following Jesus, you know, and uh, the ones that are friends of mine or even family members uh, that are on fire and not Catholic. Um, you know, if they, they want to bring up something about the rituals and everything, yes. I'm like, well, you know. I'm with you. St. Paul warned us about like just just going woke, going through the motions. I said, you know, I try to explain to him the meaning behind it uh, because everything, even at a mass, every everything is everything comes straight out the Bible. The whole the whole from eyewitness accounts. Yeah. Um, and those and those folks have have brought me closer, have brought me deeper into my faith. Um, sure. When you have to defend it, yeah, you really. Get into it, uh, and, and say, we're able to, and we're able to still be best buddies. Yeah, of course. You know, go vacations together. Want, hang that's how out. it should be. Yeah, and eventually, somebody in that other family will recognize your joy and take a look. Now, once you take a look, it, it's hard not to. You know, when they realize, oh, they're not praying to Mary; they're praying, they're asking Mary to intercede with her son. And who better to intercede, uh, you know, with with anyone than than their mother? Uh, who's not going to listen to that intercession? Yeah, you know, I wonder how many rosaries my mom said for me to get me come back. And I can tell you, my wife, all the rosaries, uh, you know, her and I have prayed for uh, for our kids. So yeah, that's yeah. a relatively <laughs> new uh, piece in my own faith where I say the rosary. Uh, and David Dawson gave me this rosary the other day where we, uh, in the studios, after the uh, news in the morning, uh, wake up, the whole staff gets together and says the rosary. Yeah. And I was joking. I said, I've never been to an office staff meeting where the meeting was only to say the rosary. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's got to be the David. best. Not, that's the only kind of staff meetings I want to go to oh, it in was, the future. That, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was just beautiful. I was like, I can't believe this. You know, I've been in lots of staff meetings. Yeah. And uh, never once. Uh, the only meeting was to say the rosary. That has to be the most powerful staff meeting ever. It was. It Probably yes. more got done at that meeting than, than every meeting that you've been to. Uh, it's like a refueling station. Yeah. You know, everybody got a full tank, whether it was gasoline or electricity. You were ready to go after that, and everybody went and did their own thing. Uh, so, yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty cool. And the rosary he gave me uh, sounds kind of funny, but it was like uh, I equated to a third cousin. Uh, it was this rosary was touched by another rosary that um, a saint. That was a third classic relic. Yeah. A third classic relic. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it yeah. was. So it was pretty special. I just pulled it out of my pocket to show you. It's really pretty. It's beautiful. Um, Again, this is David Anderson, host of Cross Training. We have Jerry Christopher here. Jerry's known locally as a Class A celebrity with bag of donuts, and and I'm sure he's known um, as a Class A to all that know him. uh, I won't. I'll say a religious person. Someone who puts his religion at the forefront of his life and very fortunate for all of us and for him and his family, he chose the Catholic Church to dedicate his faith to. And uh, 
He doesn't say he prays as a prosperity gospel, mm-hmm. but you must be doing something right to run these businesses that you have, uh, the insurance and the and the music business, and still stay so dedicated to your life, especially in an industry where people are partying and having a good time, and, and you can do that all within your faith. Our sure, faith, for sure. sure. Ain't no party like a Catholic party. No, there's going to be good food, good liquor, yeah. and good music. Uh, yeah. I would say Jesus is a better band leader than I am. He's a better <laughs> insurance agent than I am. So I, you know, try to, you know, stay connected uh, by the spiritual game plan, I guess, that we've developed, uh, you know, kind of organically. I would but, like to see that you have that written up. It's not really. It's not really written up. I don't know if I. Maybe I did put it to paper one time uh, and haven't looked at it. You know, because like I did with my family mission statement and then my mission statement. I have all. I have all that stuff that. Uh, but it's probably good practice in the plan to go review it, like well, maybe once do, a week or. Yeah. If you come across it, send it to me, yeah. and we'll try to put it up online okay. because I think that would be very helpful to people. To have a start, or people that are already into it, to say, you know, where do I go from here? And here's someone like yourself who's done it successfully and very dedicated to your faith uh, as well as your businesses and your family. I think it'd be interesting to see people uh, like a Stephen Covey. Yeah. Remember that back in the day? Of course. Uh, It sounds similar to that, but with a spiritual path. Sure. Uh, Very familiar with with, uh, those books and – it, it it's it's kind of aggressive if I if because I've, I've given confirmation talks I've been invited to by Saint Anne to uh, talk to the kids and one year they asked me to give them the say tell them your spiritual game plan so I have to listen I said these kids this is a aggra- this is really aggressive especially to I mean I remember when I was a junior in high school prepare you know we we got confirmed in eighth grade so these guys are juniors. You know, I know how I was in eighth grade. I know how I was in junior. I'm like, they were definitely not listening. Or, and, and then, you know, this aggressive thing when you're not doing, you know, anything. And right. then you, now all of a sudden you're going to be doing this. But that's kind of how it was for me. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, well, seventh grade. I, really was doing a little, I was doing a little bit for that year. But uh, when I came, when I was welcome back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I can, I may have something I could dig up, or I could just put it. That'd be terrific. Put it together. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see it personally, but I think others would like to see it also. Yeah, no daily daily mass is a big one. Adoration is a big one. How many you times know. do you make it to adoration? So I'm committed. I'm committed once a week. So I committed an hour, and um, you know, best date nights with my wife would start off on. You know, we may head head to adoration chapel before or after dinner or something. Do it together. Those are usually the. Uh, but that's not like you know rigid um and i popped in you know i popped in on the way home from gigs just to say, give thanks you know well, especially 24 to, hours yeah yeah so, and it's by my house so yeah. i go to uh, or repent sometimes you know you know we have to give thanks or say i'm sorry i go yeah. over to holy name where we're open nine to nine monday through friday and often saturday night you know, my wife's studying for law school and i've got my daughter's going to the regrettably Jesuit Brother Martin game. You know, <laughs> they don't go to the Dallas Al games as much, uh, not being in the Catholic League anymore. Uh, and I'll go drop her off, and I've been over to just go to Adoration, hour, hour and a half, mm-hmm. go back, pick her up, and it's it's wonderful. Friday night, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I, I get to do it as, as often as I want now because with my wife in law school, I have that free time. And for me, it was, and it, this is just, you know, I guess everybody's different. It's 24 hours, but I know if I didn't commit to an hour and just could go any time that I wanted, I probably wouldn't go once a week, you know? So, yeah, we're there to, you know, you could go any time. It's right would, there. You would go more? I think I would go, I, don't, I think I would go less frequently. Yes. Because well, being that committed hour certainly is going to pull you there. For, you know for, you have to be there. For me, and you, know, we, you have a community of people that can cover when you're out right. of town or run, have a gig on a Wednesday. You know, my night's Wednesday night. Um, but you know what? Sometimes I'll get the call to sub for someone that has two in the morning on a, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday or 
you know, a Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And you're like, okay. So those invitations, when you say yes to, are really, I mean, it's like another, it's another one you just can't, it's like, wow, I'm glad I did it. Yeah, and, for and, sure. And when you get the call, like, you, in the back of your mind, like, I don't I don't want to have to get up at one thirty. Am I going to go back to sleep? That I have a meeting. But when you do it, you the strength comes. You know. Oh yeah, it's like fasting. It's uh, it builds you. Uh, we do our six o'clock meeting with uh, Father Joe Kraft at the seminary, who we who is being transferred back to be the pastor at your yeah. church. Yeah. And, uh, sad to lose him at the seminary, but very happy for the parish at St. Clement. This past Friday, we were up late, uh, the Thursday night, and I didn't want to get up at five. Yeah. And I thought of that uh, Jesus saying at the uh, at the Garden of Gethsemane, saying, "You couldn't, you guys couldn't yeah. stay awake for one hour." And I thought, "Okay, I better get out the bed. I, I can give it an hour of of no sleep extra. I get up at six anyway, so." Uh, one of the best paradoxes is better to give than to receive, right? Always. Well, then why don't we give it all, all the time? You know, that's uh, one of the things I meditate on and just try to keep improving. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, faith faith journey is like you take two steps forward and go back and you keep going and you get back. And it, you well, just, we, we missed our spot to talk about our food. We, we did, did bring in Robert's delicious food. We went to the uh, food bar and picked up some sausage, uh, biscuits, uh, some grits, and I forget what else was in that box. Uh, fried chicken. Mm. There's not, uh, uh, fried catfish. There's nothing like fried catfish for, with your breakfast. Uh, I think it's a probably a, a southern thing more than just a New Orleans thing, but to see a breakfast buffet out there and have catfish on it, that's pretty cool. That is. So uh, you don't check have out. to eat it. You can take it with you. But we did want to give oh, a little yeah. shout-out to— It uh, smells delicious. That's what I've been smelling the whole time. Yes. It's, uh, to Robert, as a new sponsor on Catholic Community uh, Radio. And uh, Mark Robert has done a great job and devout. I even brought some uh, Ubig's apple pies that are now out, and I made— uh, I recently made my adult confirmation. You did? Yes. Uh, Congrats. Thank you. And um, uh, his daughter uh, went to grammar school with my daughter, and the eldest daughter were making uh, her confirmation. So I saw my, my friend's uh, Hugh Biggs Pies out, and I said, oh, yeah, we'll bring some of those in. He's not a sponsor, but they're good Catholics, and yeah. we wish them well on their enterprise to bring Hugh Biggs Pies back. Uh, I saw a lady in the grocery store the other day. I stopped in, and she had one of those little pull carts. She had six apple pies, and that was it. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to get a picture and send it over to him and say, uh, you know, you're really growing back. But it looks like his business is really yeah, coming I, back strong. I see him everywhere. That's yeah. some dedication, huh? Yeah. Fired right after Katrina. That's when the fire was. Well, Plugging yeah. and plugging and plugging, and 15 years later, he's back on the shelf. That is a that's persistence. That is an awesome story. It really is. I need to get him up here and uh, uh, talk about it because everything we do takes a lot of persistence. Whatever it is, your band, your insurance, raising your family the correct way, going to everything takes persistence. And I think you look at that apple pie. Uh, I can't wait for the coconut. I hope they don't come out with the coconut. And be eating them all day. Yeah, it'll be yeah. hard for me. Uh, but um, you know, you see it all around us. And when you know, you know, people are doing stuff that are helping other people with persistence and you know they're faithful, uh, it gives you a lot more respect for them and the mission and, and your own mission. It gives you, in, you know, he doesn't know that he's inspiring people and that we're talking about his persistence on the radio to try mm -hmm. to talk to people to say, go back to church. The companions for the journey are, you know, when you find them, those uh I, I, while you're telling me that, I'm thinking about all of the folks in my life that have been like billboards mm -hmm. that have encouraged me or picked me up. Or what would be the common denominator of those different folks? Would can you think of anything that would? Uh, uh yeah. I mean, they put Jesus front and center. Were they angry yeah. people? Were they happy people? Were they joyful? Joyful, all about 
you know, all about bringing people to Christ. You know, that's, uh, we talked about my, 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 my stepson, uh, Brett, me in the seminarium, my daughter, that, that was a product of that right. marriage that ended a divorce. You know, she went to Franciscan for, for college. Really? On her own. On her own. And, uh, you know, I talk about going to mass. It was when she got to kindergarten, I started going to the kids' mass, even though I wasn't back in during the week, that one day a week just to do that. And um, so, you know, when you say that, she, this is a child. She's kind of one of the people, too, that kind of brought me back and unaware of it. Um, but then when she, when she made the decision that that's where she wanted to go to school, I said, well, you got to get done in four years for sure. It's got to be four years, but I encourage it. And uh, she said she wanted to bring people to Christ. That was her calling. She didn't know, and she didn't know if it's, it's going to be a nun or twelve kids. So I think she's on the path to twelve kids because she's only been married not even three years, and they already have two. No way. Yeah. <laughs> and is this Declan's mom? This is my daughter from the gotcha. Uh, yeah, from gotcha, previous. Gotcha. Wow, to have your children be that faithful like that—it's got to be very, very rewarding today because the young people. Uh, they're in a in a downturn, uh, but I'm seeing more and more the seminaries chock full of young seminarians. Even the the nuns yep. are seeing more young women come into the uh, into wanting to be a nun. And they have the, they're on fire. Yeah, you know that's that's what I have been noticing. And Without question, yeah. they're on fire. And I think St. Francis, uh, Pope Francis. <laughs> I think has had a lot to do with it. He's really connected well with young people. And uh, the World Youth Days that they've had uh, have just been very, very successful. And I think his personality really resonates with young folks at this time. But as we close out our show, we really want to thank you for coming on. That's my pleasure. Uh, next time you go see a Bag of Donuts, you're going to uh, enjoy them even more. Uh, and if you don't mind, tell us the name of the insurance company. So I'll just be an independent, an independent agent, Jerry Christopher. Um, so if you ever yeah. have any needs there, Jerry's a great sponsor of the show. Yeah, and I co-broker with uh, some very big companies that you, you've heard around town. We've got some really big group cases on. Um, but yeah, just to just uh, independent Aggressively Just independent. Jerry Christopher. Yep. Uh, comes up pretty that, easy on the Google. I found you real easy. Yeah. But uh, we, we've started a new uh, tradition on the show, and we hope everyone joins in with us. And we just say the Hail Mary, and we end. Uh, Sounds great. Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, full, full of, of grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for, for our sinners, now at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Cross Training with David Anderson is a production of Catholic Community Media.